I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Gary gets here, walks across the dead ball line, now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes, changes direction. This is Rugby League, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. Tom. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Morgan's Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams, here, head of NRL Supercoach, round 23, week one of head-to-head finals. All the hard work you've done this season culminates, it doesn't culminate this week, but this is where it gets interesting, the business end of the season, the finals. Hopefully you've made the top eight, the top four, whatever it might be. Here to talk through it with me is 2019 NRL Supercoach champion, Desi Creek. Des, how are you, mate? You know what, I'm, I'm okay. Didn't have a great week last week, so I dropped to about 2200th, so still in with the chance to get top 1000, which I, I think is a realistic goal from here, so we'll see how it all pans out. I like, Desi, that we were speaking before the show last week, it, or last week, week before it might have been, and you were saying to me, I've just been stagnant all season, I don't go up, I don't go down, I'm just stuck in this sort of 1500 spot. Uh, a week later, you finally have a decent drop. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just been like that all season, though. I go up 500, I go down 500. Just, I can't, I can't land that monster score that really sends me up mm. towards the top 1,000. That's the score that's eluded me all year. Well, you got absolutely Harry granted last week, didn't you? So, I mean, I, I, don't, know, I don't know what knobs be saying. He wasn't going to go any good without <laughs> Nelson Sofa-Solomona, but shame on them. <laughs> Yeah, I think all three of us said that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Don't forget the guru, especially yeah. the guru. Uh, and also with us, Quantum CEO, Bulldogs director, and this fella. So for any bit of context for people, we've got a view straight down this big long hallway at Bloke headquarters here. And Ads Darusi, after the doggies win on the weekend, just came skipping and waltzing down the hallway, clicking his heels. Mate, you're at the game in Bundaberg. How good was that? It was great. It was uh, first of all good to see boys. Uh, <laughs> it was good. It was a big weekend. We got up there Friday. Went to the Bundy Cup races on Saturday. Oh, not not the team, it. but the um, rest of us. That was good fun. And then, uh, yeah, I had a good day actually. I'll fill you in later. But um, <laughs> the main thing was the, the team one. So thank God that kick at goal missed at the end there. Talk- had a great night afterwards. All the team was out with the the uh, club. So it was really good and flew back yesterday. Talk me through where were you as Jermaine Asako lined up that kick for the win pretty well on the buzzer about thirty seconds before. Who were you with? What were the, what was the reaction? Uh, I was sitting next to my daughter, Charlotte, and biggest the biggest doggies fan on the planet. She's the biggest doggies fan going around. That's right. She was on my right. I had the chairman there. I was right the coach's box behind me. I was pretty calm actually. You kind of don't want to ride too much, depending on whether a goal goes through or not, because you know what can you do? But um, yeah, very happy it missed. Calm until it missed, and you burst into tears. Yeah, I, I actually just thought the team deserved to win. I thought they played played well, played a lot better, a few players mm. back. So yeah, I was happy they won. Uh, and mate, the super coach side, how'd you go? Not quite as well because I didn't have Harry Grant. Uh, obviously got Nico. So I got 12.43. Down Good score there. without Harry Grant. Yeah, not bad. But yeah, so 8,600th went slightly back. My son went really well. He's up to like 650th. He got 1,500 nearly, I think. So So he's in, you're out. Yeah, I'm happy for him. you just fallen further behind me, mate. Another 23-point right. extension. The Stallions, 1,263 points. Dropped 200 spots to 6,300. I actually thought I'd had a stink. I had two or three like absolute shocking individual scores in there, so I don't really know how I got away with it, but I'll take it nonetheless. A bit like you, Desi, I felt like I'd been stagnant 
pretty well all season outside of the one horror week that the less said about the better where I had a big drop down to 6,000 or 7,000 it was at the time. I do feel like a lot of people have said this, that they've been sitting around the similar spot for a long time now, struggling to make up ground. Obviously, there'd be some plenty of exceptions to that, but a lot of people I've spoken to, with players to starting to drop, we've got Valentine Holmes and Jack DeBellin facing lengthy stints, uh, going to the judiciary tonight. Val Holmes is a big one who we'll speak about later, but he's owned by around 50-odd percent of super coaches. And if he fails tonight, I think he's out for the rest of the regular season for the Cowboys. You add in the weekly buy, players rested, people shot for trades. Des, I think, and obviously there's... There's a little bit of hope in this because I've got uh, trades up my sleeve and, and depth in my squad and I'm praying for it. But I really do believe there's going to be some big swings in the overall rankings in the back end of the season. How do you feel? You'd have to expect so, especially with teams like uh, South Sydney and um, and the Warriors with such good draws. You know, they, they've got such top Newcastle draw. Knights. Yeah, the Knights as well. They've just all got gun super coach players who, you know, a lot of people actually don't own still, so... We'll see how it all pans out, but yeah, I'm I'm five stacking on South Sydney, hoping that they uh, mm. romp home. That's my strategy now. Yeah, ads, and on top of that, I think, and I, I may be wrong here, but I feel like it's one of the more diverse end of the seasons that we've seen, and it might come down to the weekly buy that just throws things out of whack a little bit, out of normed regular seasons, but... Fullback is very diverse. A lot, a lot of unique options there. Latrell Mitchell probably come into a lot of sides, but still, CT Dub, heaps of different plays in around there. Five eights, people sort of trying to shove Cam Munster, Cody Walker, Caelan Pongo if they don't have him at fullback in there. Dylan Brown's back this week. I feel like teams are pretty different. How how do you feel? Like I know last season, yeah. last season there wasn't a lot of carnage at the back end of the year, much to my dismay. But this season, I just feel like there will be. Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's really um, – it's great that we've got positions. It's not like everyone's got the same two halfbacks, everyone's got the same two fullbacks. And it can be like that some some seasons. I don't know why this year it's so – I just think with some of the injuries at fullback and halfback, it's just – that's the way it's played out. So I think it makes for a really good end of the year. Even your strategy there is like on one hand, South's got this great draw – on the other hand, they've got a buy in round 26, mm, I think. So exactly right. That, you know, if you go too hard, round 26 could be a stinker. So it certainly makes it interesting. I think the buys really make it interesting because it might be that you've only got two players from a team, but it might screw you in a certain position, like front row last week if you're a you know, Warriors support players and so on. For sure. And mm. I think with these buys to popular teams coming at the end of the season, people will find themselves short a player in a, in a position and then they'll have a dud AE around there. So you might be forced to burn a final trade or to make sure you don't get that AE. It might be a case where you've got two gun front rowers, then one of them, like in a couple of weeks, Painhouse has the buy and then you know Joe, Joe Tarpany scratched for the game and all of a sudden you've got none. Like Big things could happen. So we'll see how it plays out, mate. But a few nervous coaches out there running low on trades. I'm sitting next to one of them on my left right here, Desi Creek, and we won't get started on the spy because we know he's battling trade-wise as well. Speaking of the spy, I was speaking to him on Sunday afternoon and he was having a stormer of a week. He went 1,400 plus. He was set for like potentially winning the week overall. <laughs> and then he had Connelly Lemuelu still in his side and he was starting in the game, a dry day at Bundaberg against the Doggies, a great matchup. <laughs> he got that little flick that looked like he wouldn't even probably go off for HA. He went off for it, like, no worries. After two minutes, they failed his HA and he didn't come back. The poor bugger was gutted. Uh, also a shout out to the SC Spy boys had a little daughter last week so number two for the Spy so jump onto Twitter and give the big fella a shout out and a big thank you uh, thank you congratulations to him close uh, on today's show key takes from team list Tuesday our topic we're going to be looking at head-to-head -head finals week one the matchups that I've identified that look pretty good if you're sitting there and you think you're the underdog in your matchup or you get halfway through the round and you're in all sorts and you've got to trade up your sleeve that I think you could be swinging to, these boys will give me their opinions on those players, their top couple. Uh, hot topics for the week is Nico Hines a sell. Joey Manu, is he on the chopping block? He is for plenty of sides out there. Around 23 trade and skipper plans and a few listener questions to wrap it up. The Spy's actually sent through one of his own. Shout out number two, Paul Clark, SC Playbook subscriber has won the week overall. That's two weeks on the trot that we've had a subscriber win it. Uh, so congratulations to Paul. Shout out number <coughs> three, Desi Creek v. Walson Carlos, 2019 champion v. runner-up. Now, earlier in the year, I think it was, it was not public, it was in the SC Playbook chat, 
he had this big heated debate about Harry Grant, what's his ceiling, what, how big is he going to go this year. Desi, I'll let you tell the story, mate, but there is 2024 Magic Round beers on the line. Talk us through it. Mm, yeah, I, I sort of said in the chat, uh, there's no way Harry Grant's going to score 150 this year. <laughs> He's just, he doesn't have this ceiling on him, even if he scores two tries, which he did earlier in the year. He scored two tries. Then he got the assist on top. I think Wilson said, oh, he'll get over 140, so I... Said, all right, we'll put a hundred bucks on it. We'll meet in the middle. One four five. That's the number. Yeah, and then he updated to over a hundred. I think he ended finished one, on one forty. One forty, and then I just knew the offloads were going to update. Yeah. They always <laughs> do, but you know, it's that's the way it goes. What's another hundred bucks to give to Walsh? I've already given him eight and a half grand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so updated to one forty nine. Walsh got the chocolates there. Also, if you haven't. Been living under a rock and you've missed Walsh's Sunday night weekly rap podcast. It's an absolute belter. Uh, great, great feedback on that. Wraps up the round from a footy perspective uh, and then all the Supercoach talking points out of as well. Shout out number four, Matty Ryan on the SC Playbook question and answer podcast this week uh, with myself. That is the Socceroo Skipper. So keen to have him on. He's firing as well. Adzi. I have a shout out as well. Another shout out number six. In Bundaberg on the beers, I had a Supercoach Playbook uh, subscriber fan come up and say good day. So Jesse from Bundaberg. I think his team's coming 140, 143rd. his Bandits. Good week. If Jesse's living in Sydney. He's going well. If he's on holiday in Bundaberg and he's in Sydney, mate, he's on this panel because there's not much to beat at the moment. So yeah, no, he's, he's beating all of us. He so. can have spy spot when he tries to come back. Uh, boys, let's get stuck into Team List Tuesday. Number one on the list, Ryan Pappenhausen, named for the Sunshine Coast Falcons. Well, he was the top averaging player in Supercoach last season. Let's say, hypothetically, he comes out this week and brains it. Gets called back into the NRL in a couple of weeks' time. Desi, you've got a bit of cash in the bank. Could you pull the trigger on little Pappy? I've got one trade and no cash, <laughs> so if, if I did, I would, I would 100% get Pappenhaus in. If you he, if he knew that he was going to goal kick... Um, I think I think you could take a take a flyer on him if if he looks good this weekend. You have to you know have to take a look at him first. But I'd be happy enough to bring him straight in to try and catch up some ranks. Adds obviously at zero percent ownership. Yeah, it, it'd be it'd be the biggest super pod of all in the history of Supercoach, wouldn't it? Well, it'd be big. Potential. I think I think the bigger issue is if you own Nick Meany, you'd be worried. Yeah. I think that's like because even if Paps comes back for. 20 minutes for a couple of games and then comes back in the last two rounds. If you own Meany, like what? Does he move to the wing? Do they drop him back? So I think that's probably the more relevant question. I don't know how many people would be bringing him in, but it would be a bold move if you did. But if you own Meany, I know this because I've got Meany in my, in my draft side. So he's <laughs> <laughs> my only fullback. I'm like, damn. Interesting, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, Warbrick and Xavier Coach, you're probably not dropping either of them at the moment. S- Maybe stiff for Meany, you can play right? Meany at set. Very yeah. stiff for Meany. He's been so yeah. good this year. Maybe he becomes the 14 or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, one to keep an eye out. Uh, and just all in all, so good to see Ryan Pappenhausen back on the field this season after a lengthy sort of knee lay- injury layoff there. Josh Wong named on the edge for the Roosters. A potential little late-season cheapie. Not so much for cash gen probably at this stage of year, but as a playable person. Uh, Egan Butcher has missed out. He failed HIA on the weekend, so probably only out for one week. So I think he's just keeping his spot warm though but keep an eye out from one of guru's boys josh wong got big raps on him so exciting watch isaac tungo named on the extended bench for the panthers a lot of people praying that he comes back into the side this week zach hosking named at center tyrone peachy suspended and is out i suspect isaac tungo probably comes in and plays center i would be surprised if zach hosking does play center in this game there's even a few other options who i think could come in there luke garner being one of them who did a really good job there for the tigers but bit of an odd one there's a few other options too nelson asofa solomona back on the edge another one here boys ellie katoa was tremendous on return last weekend i'd suspect ellie katoa starts on the edge and nas probably goes back to the middle if not this week the next week Hylam Lukey returns off the bench for the Cowboys. Cooley Kefu, Fine Fuiaki uh, is out for the Cowboys. He, there was no information around it that I've seen, so I know uh, probably a handful of people might have jumped on him as a cheapie last week. I don't know why he's out, but he's out of the entire squad, so see what happens there. Brennan Piakura returns. He's missed the last two weeks for the Broncos due to the flu. He's starting on the edge. 
The big one here that may not be big at all is Cody Nicarima named at centre for the Dolphins, which it doesn't seem right to me. I, I'm I'm going to say very confident that Hamiso Tabuifido starts at centre and Cody goes to fullback. If it doesn't, and he goes into Ewan Aitken, who is injured, into Ewan's spot on the weekend, which was on the right edge, he would have Greg Marju, Bradman Best, and Caelan Ponga coming at him hell for leather. If it stays that way, I don't think it will, Desi, but that left edge, they could have a field day. You'll be captaining Caelan Ponga, won't you, Timmy? Oh, we've got another comedian on the panel. How good's this? No, yeah, I'd, I'd expect Ponga to be the number one captain choice this week, even if it doesn't remain um, Nicarima at centre. I'd, I'd say, yeah, the whole, mm. the whole night's edges are going to feast. So... Tell you what, you never wish a, a head knock upon anyone, particularly a head knock. But from purely a super coach stand first, when he had that little 15... It was actually ideal because he missed 15 minutes at the back end of that game on the weekend against the Raiders. Not only was it great for the Raiders that he was off, but it was great for the 1% that don't own him in Supercoach, a.k.a. me, because there was very little in the knock. And I was, even KP was like filthy when he had to go off. He probably could have been 250 if he played another 15 minutes. Adds... Oh, I'm also not a Greg Marju owner. If that runs out like that this weekend, I won't have to trade my plans to get Greg Marju in. Yeah, he's been he's been great, hasn't he? I've got him in my draft side. He's just been so good, and I didn't have him in my or don't have him in my normal side. So it's um, I just don't think I want to use my trades. That's all. <sighs> How many have you got left? Five. Five. I've got four. So if you add Mona and Des as we get to yours, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just feels and like a real luxury. And if you yours, Des's and Spies, no, I've got, 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 got three before this week. But oh, you got I'm, three? Yeah. Okay. I'm using two because I've got Kennedy and Val Holmes, who are both ah, okay. probably not going to play. So. The Spies okay. actually saved a few, so he might have three or four as well after going pretty hard. Pretty I think early. if you've got trades, Mars is, you know, he's, yeah, and they're playing well and they've got, they got a pretty good draw, right? So There's a certain CT dub I'm keen on a little later, but... He's such high ownership, Marju, and where I'm ranked, I'm just like, what do I achieve out of it? But he's averaged about mid-80s the last five or six weeks. But watching every one of those games, I've come out of it going, he should be a triple-figure average across mm. that time. And, mm. and with that draw to come, oh, I don't want to do it, but I'm kind of just bite the bullet and get him in. Anyway, we'll get to him shortly. Tyrone Munro, named 18th man for the Bunnies after a bit of an ad- absence. I don't know, this is completely unverified, so make of it what you will, but... Potentially doing HSC trial exams, and that may be why he hasn't played the last few weeks or been sort of cited anywhere. Uh, now that he's out of man, if he were to come in this weekend, he becomes very playable against the Sharkies over in Perth. I can only imagine over in Perth, it's going to be a dry track, plenty of points in that game. Connor Tracy at fullback for the Sharks, no Maddie Moylan, Sifa Talakai at centre, Ronaldo Mulitalo returns on the wing. Pretty handy, despite him being up and down scoring-wise this season. Just an extra number for anyone that may need him. Dylan Brown returns to the Eels. Desi Ryan Madison, we are owners of him. 520k, starting on the edge for the Eels. Could get his 80 minutes. He was really good last week. Set up a try for Jermaine Hopgood. Adds, becomes a very viable purchase this week, I think, at that price as a bloke as a supercoach gun. Yeah, but he's got a buy. To come, doesn't he? Round 27. Yeah, so not for me. But yeah, if it's at the start of the year, 520, mm. then he's cheap as. But I just think you just don't know what position he's playing every week at the moment. It's 520 for it's a reason. The there's a buy to come. Trades are scarce. I think there's better out there. Myself. Yeah. The, what do you reckon? Des, we're owners. What? He's not a buy, but not he's a buy? good to own. Yeah, yeah he's I, good to own. I tend to agree. Yeah. Like, for all we know, Parramatta, they're playing late in the round. He's looked good without being yeah, second last without question. being outstanding. Like we've seen Madison play better yeah. in the past than he is right now. They're playing second last game of the round. So if you were to go back to the bench and like he's, he played decent minutes on the weekend, I think there was an injury in that game. He played a few extended potentially, but the weeks prior to that minutes weren't great. So if he did go back to that sort of fifty odd minutes he had been playing prior to last week, possibly a wasted trade. So I, I wouldn't be buying either, but. I can see see why you would be tempted to do that. Dan Russell starting on the edge once again for the for the St George Illawarra Dragons. If Jack DeBellin loses at the judiciary tonight, I think he's a chance to get this downgraded to Bellin. Anyway, we'll find out. He's two forty three k. Dan Russell dual two RF CT dub. The relevance here is that while you probably wouldn't rush to buy him, 
I think teams that are struggling for depth and they're looking for a jewel, but if they can get someone who can potentially be a playable option in their side, like an 80-minute Dan Russell, it's better than enough, isn't it, Desi? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I've been nothing myself the last few weeks, so mm. I just I don't see why you'd need to buy Dan Russell at this stage in the season. You're better off just nothing and getting an extra 40K, in my opinion. Jordan Rapana at fullback for the Canberra Raiders. Seb Chris at centre. He should have made some changes after a few disappointing weeks for the Green Machine. Jared Croker is out of the squad entirely, so not really sure what's going on there, to be honest with you. Boys, let's get stuck into our topic for the week. And it is based around head-to-head finals week one. The best matchups to target that I have identified. Uh, we're taking into here sort of a combination of a few things. We are taking price into consideration, but also... We're, we're assuming you've probably got the bank to get any CT dub that you want. This will obviously translate to overall Supercoach as well, but it is we're talking basically more of a one-week head-to-head focus. You're in strife. You need someone to come in and save your week. Now, there are a lot of highly owned CT dubs, which we won't really touch on. I've gone around the more poddish players. We'll start with two players. We'll start with Valentine Holmes. Lots of questions around him, like... I'll answer this for both of you, because if Val loses tonight the judiciary, he misses four weeks, he's gone for the regular season, so you sell him. If he gets off, it's big. It's really big, because he's so highly owned. The other one there is Joey Manu. Only scored about 18 on the weekend against the Broncos. Desi, I'll start with you, mate. Lots of people are offloading him. What, what are your plans? I actually missed that game against the Broncos, so I'm not sure how he only got 18 points. So Because the Roosters were... Comfortably outplayed by by a significantly better football. Is he just not getting not getting enough ball or the route that they just they strangled them out of the game. They didn't give them any opportunities, so Manu didn't have a chance. Broncos are one of the better teams, if not the second best team. So, you know, I I don't think he's going to have that tough a matchup for the next sort of month. I think the Roosters have a reasonable run home. In fact, so I I wouldn't be rushing to sell him. He's he's a centre wing keeper. He has been for a few years, and if he drops money it, it shouldn't really matter at this time of year that he's dropping in price so i just think you hold on to him and hope that he comes good he's, he's been in pretty good form over the last you know month or two um i think this is his only low score so I'm not sure why people are rushing to trade him you mentioned break evens there desi at this point of the year if you're not planning on trading a player out again they're irrelevant like yeah. nico hines is a great example we'll get to nico a bit more later but has a huge break even but you don't care that he's losing money because you're not trading out of town. Or, or, yeah, if you're trading for break even, it's the wrong decision to do. Ads, what do you think about Joey Manu? Are you an owner? I am, yeah. The, the way I see it, if, if you've got a stack of trades left, like Guru's got a bunch, let's say five plus, but I'm, I'm even tempted to say more like six plus, I could see why you do it because he's such high ownership, but... Like, that is the luxury trade of all time, isn't it? Getting rid of Joey at this stage of the year? Yeah, I think so. I think what Desi said is right. Like, he's been a proven player for a long time. It's not like he's stinking it up. Last week was obviously poor. I mean, I think it is time for us to recognise the Roosters just aren't a good side this year. Like, they're coming 14th, you know. They're 14th for a reason. Yeah, shattered for them. To be honest, the dog should have beaten them when we played them and then we'd be equal on the ladder. Uh, So even though they've got this great list and they're just out of form... I think Manu's part of that. I don't think he's playing anything like mm. what he did last year. I don't know why. I don't know if it's an overhang from the World Cup for some of those blokes, yep. but they're just not the same side. And saying that, geez, if, you, if you're trading out Manu for someone this week, then you must be confident that you're not going to have any injuries or yeah. HIAs or suspensions in the next few weeks. We're sitting there with max trades, I guess. Yeah, so he had a five-round average leading into last weekend of 90 points. And that's yeah. him playing yeah. like, as you said, out of form by his standards. So I'm with you, mate. If, if you've got the trades to do it, I get it. But, gee, you'd want to be well-placed in terms of depth and having trades up the sleeve and that sort of thing. So uh, we're all in the category of hold for Joey Manu. But, boys, Val in particular, if he misses tonight and becomes a sell, there are a lot of good one-week plays who I've identified. We'll chat through them, and then at the end of it, I'll, go, I'll get you to rank your top three buyers this week from that order. I'm focusing on the CT Dub and 2RF because most of the other positions are pretty well settled. We'll have a chat about halfback later, a few 5-8s pop up, but CT Dub's really the big one. The first one, Des, Jermaine Sarko, 
And to a lesser degree, you, you can throw Hamisa Tabiofito into this mix, but the Dolphins play the Knights in Perth on a dry track. The Knights, uh, we were chatting on the Blake podcast yesterday, and they've actually got the fifth best defensive record in the NRL. Uh, but nonetheless, Sarko potential play this week? Oh, like buy, I should say? Buy? I'm not sure about buy, but definitely I would be playing him. Um, I think he's only mid 500k now, 550k or something mm. like that. So I guess you could buy him, but I think there's probably guys on this list that we're going to get to who are significantly better buys, but I would definitely play him and I wouldn't be trading him out, that's for sure. Adds Campbell Graham's one that I quite like. I've got too many bunnies on my team, I don't think I can do it, but he's coming up against that really poor left defensive edge of the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, again, in that game over in Perth, should be a pretty good track. What are your thoughts on Campbell Graham? I think he's a great option. I think my daughter had him earlier in the year and was, so I was watching him because of that and he was just killing it. So I think he's one of those guys that I think tended to be under-owned during the year. So I think he's a good option considering his level of ownership. He's averaging early 70s. He had a stinker last weekend, which, to be frank, might put a few people off him. So I think he's a great pickup. Just be, be wary of owning too many bunnies because there's that round 26 buy. Just on Asako, um, I reckon that Dolphins trip to Perth is going to be tough. Like last year, the Bulldogs, we went from Bundaberg to New Zealand, and I can tell you it impacted the players. Like it was a very tough turnaround, and we got thumped in the last 20 minutes of that game. Heat? Uh, just travel time. Like, it's not like having just come back from Bundaberg. Like, we chartered a flight direct to Sydney this time because it's not easy. Like, you can't right. get direct flights. So, the Dolphins are going to have to fly from Bundaberg to Brisbane. They probably had to do it on Monday, I'm guessing, because it's not easy. Mm. Maybe they got on the flight on Sunday night. I'm not sure. But then they have to do the trip to to uh, Perth and play on Saturday. I just think it's a it's not an easy turnaround. So, mm. just be wary. I, I think it makes some of those Knights players even more. Attractive, potentially. Wonderful. Wonderful yeah. news for a non-KPN so Marju owner. Ponga, definitely captain. <laughs> Ponga 300. <laughs> Care, uh, oh, the big one this week. The, wa- the Wars are back. The Warriors are back from their bye. They're fresh, ready to go, riding a high, in form. Taking on the Titans on the Gold Coast. Another terrific ground for, for point scoring in the NRL, which translates, obviously, to Supercoach scoring. Well, it's Charles Nickel, Cookstad, and Dallin Wateni Zalesniak, both at that late 600k uh, mark, both in form. A terrific run home for the Warriors. Desi, really popular buys this week. What are your thoughts on those two? And I suppose if you're prioritising one of those two, who would it be? Yeah, this is my decision this week, pretty much, who I trade in. Um, I really, really like both these guys and the draw. They're both averaging, I think, roughly around 70, so they're already in mm. keeper status, plus with the five weeks they have to come. Um, I just think Chance probably has the slight edge on Dallin. Um, he's got probably a bit higher floor to him, 40-odd, 40 45 in yep. base. Um, and you, I think I was, I was speaking to Walsh about it um, before beforehand. If Dallin does go in for, say, seven or eight tries in the last five <laughs> weeks here. <laughs> I thought you were going to say on the weekend. <laughs> no, 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 in the last five weeks. I mean, he could score 10. He could score two a game yeah. quite easily. You'd have to say Chines is going to get most of those try assists because he's just sweeping around the back. He's, he's getting a lot more try assists this year than he has been it's previously. So I think I'm leaning towards Chines, despite him having probably 20 30% more ownership than Dallin. So substantially more than that. Chance is 60% ownership in top-ranked teams. Dallin is at 4%. Ads, what's your take? Well, I've got, Ch- I've got Chance and he's been great all year. So I, I think you're right. I think there's a high correlation between these guys, I'm guessing, yeah. for the last five yeah. weeks. So I think you might think, oh, geez, Dallin's such a pot in comparison. But if they're both getting the same points from the same play, yeah. probably yeah. not as much as you think. So I think go with your gut. But Chance has been... Been 60%. What, what does top-ranked teams mean, though? Is it top 10,000? <coughs> it would have been top 10%, I reckon. Top 10%, okay. It would have been top 10% or top 5% or something. That, that is a big swing, 4% versus 60%. It almost, it's almost enough to make me want to buy Dallin and just and, and it, he goes ballistic. It, it depends and where you're ranked. So I'm, I'm leaning towards Dallin at the 4%, but that's also because I'm, I'm coming 6K. So I'm just like... If I follow the crowd, like he's 16 ownership now, that could be 75 by the end of this week once everyone's made their trades. So I'm leaning towards Dallin, but I mean, it's a, it's a great point that yourself and that Walsh make. 
it's probably feeding him a lot of those tries if he does. Well, I, I think when Dallin went 175, Chines went 145. So, mm. you know, mm. the, the correlation is there. So. Okay. I was in a... Um, I was in a draft game and I had I had one of them and my opponent had the other one. So every time I think yes, and I'm like, oh, hold on, just kept upsetting each other. Completely cancelled each other. You, could, all, you yeah. could get away with buying both of them, honestly. Yeah. I think double stacking them could well, there you be go. There's a the massive, option. massive play. Yeah. Instead of maybe even buying someone like Latrell, get Chines instead and Dallin. Just go hard. It's, at it's them. a huge play, yeah. So let's have a look. Round thirteen, Dallin, 128 points against the Broncos. That was a depleted Broncos. Chance the same week had 94 points. Dallin round 17, as you said, won 75 against the Dragons. Chance 145. Look back a couple of weeks ago, 95 Dallin against the Sharks. 92 for Chance, Nickel, Cookstad. Let's go again. 80, 99 against the Storm back in round eight. That was Dallin. 77 for Chance. I'm going to do one more. 85 against the Dolphins for Dale in round 14. 103 for Charns. Interesting. Yeah, I think when you watch them, when you've got one of them, you watch it and you just see it so many times. And that night I just watched it the whole time. It's just, just that sweet play just nails it. Charns, he's been so good for me, that sweet <sighs> play. Both uh, these guys could seriously yeah. average 100 for over the next five weeks. I, th- I think it's like... It's a sweet draw they've got over the next reasonable. five weeks. Yeah, wow. Tigers, so Titans, Tigers, Seagulls, Dragons, Dolphins. It's unbelievable. And I believe three of those are in NZ. It's the feast. It, it it does make me think that maybe Chance is the play. Just as you said, I do think Desi's got the higher floor. Yeah. Ooh, decisions. Who are you trading now? Have you got Holmes? Uh no. I have got a few options. I've got Ramian plodding along there. Oh, we're in the luxury trade category here. Yeah, look, as I said. <laughs> I keep saying that my squad's set up very well, but the rankings aren't really uh, indicating the same. So I've got options there. Like, Peachy's going to go. I'll talk through my trade plan shortly, but like this, as I said, the squad's looking good, minus a couple of certain Newcastle Knights players. Speaking of, boys, you can make a case for that whole back line. The Knights have a, an outstanding run home. Taking on the Dolphins this week, there's Greg Marju who, look, I've got him at the top of the pops if you're buying a Knights player, but he's already at that 75 to 80% ownership mark. Dane Gagai, 2% ownership. Dom Young's lowly owned as well. You could throw Bradman best into that mix. Boys, all great options. Which way are you going, Desi? And if if Marju is number one, even at the ownership, where who's your number two out of that lot? I think Gagai. I think Gagai's looked really good. Mm. Um, Ponga's getting him the ball early, which Gagai likes, and he gets on the outside of his man. And then he can flick it away to Dom Young. Um, I think he's looked extremely good. He's flown under the radar all season. Um, I'm not sure how much he's priced out, though. He, he might be... Gagai? He might be quite expensive. No, nah, he's okay. I'll get him up here. But he's uh, in the 600s, I believe. Dan Gagai, 657k. Pretty cheap for a guy averaging 70-odd. 72. 72. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, is, it's, is it... A matter of is there too many chefs in the kitchen for Newcastle? Can they all score 100, you know, week in, week out? They might not be able to. So, yeah, I'd, I'd still say Gaga is probably, probably the guy that you want. What do you reckon, Ads? Uh, the guy I would like of all those is Marcio, but I know yeah. he's 80% owned. So, but when you don't own him, it's still like a loss if you don't have him. But, yeah, I mean... It's crazy that Gagai's there, 2% ownership and averaging 78 in the last five weeks and 72 for the year. So I think he's a, got to be a solid option with that draw. Mm. Yeah. I'd, yeah I'd, to be honest, I think you could go any of them uh, yeah. and your chance of doing doing really well. I mean, like you say, Best and Young are both scoring a lot of tries, got a good draw. So go with your gut. But I think all of them are viable. If, you, if, if Cody does stay at centre this week... Probably playing on that, what do we say, the right edge, which will, will be best and Marju. Watch the warm-up, watch the coverage leading to the game, and if he's still staying there and it's a one-week head-to-head play to win your game, go the centre for whoever's on him. But, mate, if I, is Tafaro playing? Yep. Mate, I, I've, just, I've just come fresh from Bundaberg watching Tafaro, yeah. and he's in my side. I had to play him on the weekend, so much as I hated him scoring, at least he helped my side. He is a serious target for anyone yeah. with speed. Like. Yep. Jake Avrilo and um, 
Jacob Carraz and those boys were just, I thought they were going to get around him that many times. So I'm not sure he's like this super solid defensive option on the, on the left. Either. Like, I, I think, no, it's a good point. I think Gagai yeah. could have a few guys yeah. well, as well. Either way you look at it, they're both great matchups, aren't mm. they? And, and it's funny because let's say that like if Hammer does come in at centre, I reckon he will, then the Tafade matchup becomes the good one. Mm. So, so much we, sc- we scored for. a soft try there and we, we could have scored, yeah, yeah, a number of others. Well, he's three to go in the CT dubs that I've found. Isaac Tungo named on the extended bench, but if he does come into that side, you think he'd be every chance, especially with Hosking name there at the moment. Uh, he's going up against the Storm's weaker right edge. Brian Kelly averaging 65 points per game, playing against the Warriors at home. He's on that left edge of the Titans, which is just ruthless at the moment. It's a place you want to be. Zach Lomax, the real smoky, uh, up against the Eels, 758k, three-round average of 109 in series form. Desi, any of them three catch your eye? Lomax, I think he's a bit expensive, 758. <laughs> don't, think, don't think I can justify that. Brian Kelly has looked extremely good. I think that Titans left edge is rivaling South Sydney as the best left edge in the comp right now, um, along with Newcastle. Mm. So... And he also swung around to the right on, on the weekend and, and gave one to, uh, who's the right winger there? Sammy. Sammy, yeah. Sammy put him over. So that was, that was good to see. Um, Beware the roaming centre. Yeah. I think we're missing Brian Toto on this list as well. Yeah, it's because I own him. I need to keep someone to myself. I brought him in two weeks ago and he's, he's been going well for me. So, yeah, eye on him as well. Missing Jacob. Oh, no, Jacob Crazy on the plane this So, boys, I'll throw it to you now, and I'll start with you, Ads. Let's rank – let's take Marzu out of it just because he's such high ownership and we'd only be speaking to about 50 hours, probably about 20% of people out there. So you have to pick three of those this week. Rank them in order as a one-week play. Who are you buying? Probably Charles, Charles or Dallin, number one, I reckon. Mm-hmm. And Gagai would be the other one for me. To be honest, I don't think there's a lot between all of them. I think they're all, not. They're they're all exciting not. options with upside. Yeah. And any time you're in this position, you're saying, are they capable of going 100-plus with who yeah. they're playing? I think they are. But, yeah, I would. I just think Chans and Dallin, because it's not only this week, I think then you get yeah. the yeah, following yeah, week's sweet draws one, as well. Like, one and two, yeah. yeah. So they've got a great draw this week and following week, yeah. so I would go with those I two. I agree. Who's your three, Desi? Three, three I'm probably going... I'm almost going Campbell Graham, but I've already got six sales players, so yeah. I can't get him personally. But if I was someone out there at that price, I really like him. I think they'll start going right a bit more at sales. If you're not worried about ownership uh, and not taking that as much into consideration, well, I mean, it's head-to-head final. So if your opponent doesn't have either of Charns or Dallin, Charns, safer, number one for me, Dallin, number two. Campbell Graham, number three. I, I think Brian Kelly, as good as he is, the Titans run home is really hard. So if we do look forward a little bit further, uh, it becomes tough. So, yeah, uh, boys, we'll get through the back rolls a little bit cri- quicker. But first and foremost, lots of selling Britain Nicara this week, which really surprised me. He punched out, I think it was 56 or 58 against the Panthers in a team that was beaten 28-0. He's averaging 73 this season. Again, like... Unless it's to maybe for feeder or if it's a jewels to Caelan Ponger or someone, Desi, luxury trade. Can't see why anyone would do that trade, mm. to be honest. It's a bit outrageous. Ads? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I know the Sharks didn't... I mean, the Sharks got toasted by uh, the Panthers, but I think anyone could lose 28 nil to the Panthers mm. at the moment. So I thought they, they were <laughs> a bit better, actually. So I wouldn't be... Yeah. And he can he's score tries. He's got like good base. He was moved to the outside backs at one point as well, I think, because Kennedy went down early. There's a few injuries. So, look, if he's your biggest problem, seriously, yeah. you're doing better than I am, which wouldn't be too difficult, to be fair. But, uh, so, yeah, look, Jaman Hopgood, Joe Tarpany, Tohu Harris, Dave Fafida, Britton Nicker, all massive ownership. So, we're obviously excluding those guys. I'll rattle six out, boys, quickly, and then while I'm doing it, uh, make your list, your top three from this. So, Homole Olakowatu, 6%, playing against the Roosters this week, running at Luke Keary. I think Josh Schuster was shifting both sides, playing on the right a little bit on the weekend, which was fantastic. He put Ola underneath him for, for a really nice try. He's a decent one. Hudson Young, 
this is more around the, the times. If you go into Sunday afternoon and you've got to trade up your sleeve and you're in all sorts in your head-to-head, Hudson Young is at 8%. He'll be running at Dane Laurie, provided Laurie was named. If he's good to go this weekend, he had a little bit of knee injury. If not him, it'll be probably Brandon Wakeham. Ryan Madison, he's coming off an 80-odd against the, the Dragons. Scotty Sorensen, the bloke we've missed all year. We spoke about him last week, but he punched out another 86 on the weekend, going at the weaker storm edge. Keon Klamatungi, he gets that great matchup. The same one as Campbell Graham against the, the terrible Sharks, horrible defensive left edge. Got the words out there eventually. He'll be going at uh, Trindle. And the other one there, Cam... McInnes, who made 1,000 tackles on the weekend against Penrith. He's 603k, coming off a score of 87. Desi, I'll start with you, mate. Give me three of those players in order to win your head-to-head this week. I think I'm going to go Colin Matangi. I've got him myself. He, he hasn't been outstanding over the last month, but I think, I think his time's coming. I, th- I think he's maybe been ca- carrying a bit of a niggle. Um, he's even had his minutes tapered a bit over the last month, but... Mm. I just think, yeah, it, it's his time. He, he's going to go in for a double sooner or later. Um, you can see what Souths are doing. They're trying to hit him with that short ball, but teams are kind of onto it. But, yeah, I, I just think with South draw and, and that Sharks terrible defensive edge, he's number one. I'm actually going to go Scott Sorensen, number two. Yep. I think he's looked really good. Like, he's... I wish I'd bought him. No, no one really bought him because we thought that score, that huge score that he got was just going to be a one-off, but he just keeps cranking them out, so... I think I think he's the he's your man, and then I'm going to go Maddo. Maddo is number three. Bit biased towards my own players here, but yeah, I think um, yeah, I think Maddo is number three though. What have you got there, ads? I don't think there's a lot between all of those. Like I, of all of those, I'd say I'd probably put McInnes at the bottom of the pile just because I don't think he's got the upside. Oh, I, I think, agree. I think the others are all pretty even. I was, I'd probably then, I'd probably go Maddo actually. Just I think playing the Dragons. Uh, Dylan Brown back. They need to win. I just think Parra could easily put a big number on the Dragons. So I'd probably go him. But to be honest, I can't argue with anything. I've got Scott Sorensen in my draft side and, man, he's been great. Every week I think, oh, he can't keep doing this and he does. So there would be a lot of draft well. leagues that, not so much decided by Sorensen, but whoever jumped on him early in the season, probably off the wires, yeah. would be killing it, yourself included. Yeah, no, that's it's he's been good. Hudson Young again against the Tigers is also pretty mm. pretty attractive. He can score a try, but look, I I think all of them except for McInnes are pretty even. Yeah, I would go in terms of a one week play, Keon Kalamatangi, just because going at that Sharks edge. If it's a longer form term play, I'd be going Ryan Madison as number one. Dylan Brown back is interesting for him, just because I believe like Cartwright's been playing on the right. If Maddo plays on the left. Maddo does tend to play on the right more, I feel, when he plays edge. But if he plays on the edge running off Dylan Brown, that's a great spot to be on a very, very good left edge. So I'll go Ryan Madison, Keon Kalamatangi, uh, and then I've also got Scott Sorensen at number three. Guys, as you know, Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW can help with a number of things from wedding finance to debt consolidation. But one of their biggest services is education, especially when it comes to first home buyers looking to get into the market. The boys have let me know that with the new financial year coming into play, that the government has released a heap of new incentives to make it so much easier for first home buyers to actually buy into their first place. <clears throat> if you want to know more about these and how much you can borrow in general, go and speak to them. Usually it'll sting you $129, but if you mention SC Playbook, it's completely free of charge. So if you're sitting there right now, you're thinking about getting into the market down the track, you've got no idea what that may or may not entail, take the step, make it a reality, flick the boys a message on Instagram at patandgeorge underscore SCW or give them a buzz on 02 95211611. Speaking of education, the boys' new podcast, That'll Teacher, now officially up and running. The latest episode on Super Secrets is out this week, speaking with a financial planner about all things superannuation, especially what to do if you are self-employed, how you can create and grow your wealth, how to make your financial how, make yourself financially protected and keep what's in your safe safe. Look them up on Apple and Spotify and on all streaming platforms, plus TikTok and Instagram. Boys, hot topics. Most traded in player, second most traded in player, I should say, Latrell Mitchell. Did we see enough last week? 16 runs, a stack of metres, nine tackle busts. Didn't sort of get involved in the major attacking stats, but still scored pretty well. I think he scored 74 points. Seen enough. Let, let, let's say, I don't know if we all bought him. I did, I think Desi did. 
Let's say you didn't buy him. Had you seen enough to uh, think he's a must-have for the run home? I didn't buy him, actually. But, <coughs> yeah, I'm, I'm bringing him in, for sure. I don't think he had a try assist, did he? No, no. no try assist. 70, no major attacking 70 stats, points, so. yeah. I mean, that's, I, I, I earned him from the start, and that's kind of what he was doing over the opening month. Mm. Still scoring 60 to 70 without any attacking stats. And Souths have that run, so get him in or, or perish, pretty much. I don't think you can antipod him. I think it's insanity. Ad? Yeah, I did bring him in and I'm happy I did. I think he's I think he's a must. I mean but you know, sometimes we're running without Ponga, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah. God. Sorry, man. <laughs> it, it, it's it's interesting because I agree, I think he's a must, but Scott Drinkwater owners aren't going to sell him. There are who else have we got there? I mean, Clint Gutherson plays the Dragons this week, which is a great matchup. You probably just pull the trigger on it. Teddy had a stinker last week, but a good run home. Teddy to Trell, that looks like a pretty good trade, I think. Yep. So, yeah, a combination of Latrell and whoever else your second flat might be look, looks the go. There is plenty of variety there. People running with Cody and Munster at 5'8 have probably got KP at fullback. So, boys, this is one of the biggest questions of the week. Probably the most question that asked question that came into the SC Playbook socials this morning and last night. The most traded out player this week is Nico Hines, off the back of a 20-odd against the Panthers. Sean Johnson is the number three most traded in player. So the question that everyone's asking, Nico Hines to Sean Johnson, is that the play? The Sharkies have a tougher run home. Some okay matchups, but a tougher run home. The Warriors have a great run home. I think it is a huge luxury trade. I'm going to be holding on to Nico Hines and not going to Sean Johnson. I could do it, but I've got the trades to do it. I've got the cash. It's all all good and well. The idea of Nico Hines being sub 50, sub 40, potentially the way it's going, sub 30% ownership, I'm salivating at. What do you reckon, Ads? Yeah, I agree. I, I can understand why people are doing it Like after last week, but they're, they're not going to play Penrith again. Mm-hmm. Penrith are pretty stingy Put in defence. Put a line so. to Penrith I think every time. You, I think you like, just got to remember so Penrith. so much better than everyone. That's right. Penrith's defence is so much better than everyone else. Everyone's going to stink it up there. I don't know. I, it's a luxury trade. I don't think there's anyone certainly to do it. I hope as many teams as possible do it. So do I. So Hines becomes pod. Yeah, I, I, I'm not trading him out. I'm keeping him. Desi? No, no chance. He's averaging 95. We've seen him score you know, a couple of 40s this year. And every single time he scores 40... He bounces back with basically 100, 100 plus mm. every single time. So The, the Sharks the hardly touched games. the ball in the Panthers' half in that game. Like yeah. They gave them nothing. So, as you said, what, averaging 94 for the season. Games to come against even the Bunnies over in Perth. If it's that dry track, should be plenty of points. Bunnies' defence hasn't been great of late. The Titans after that, that's in Cronulla. That's a 150-plus game written all over it. The Cowboys is tough enough, obviously, but it's up, it's up in Townsville, which, again, another great track for scoring points. The Knights at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newey, and then the Raiders back in Cronulla. So, th- like, the match, the draw's not that bad. Mate, if you take out last week, you had a five-round average of 104, I think. I've just had a look. Like, in the five rounds before <laughs> yeah. that. And people are shit, like, trading him out. Don't get me wrong, SJ's going great as well, but I just don't think you need to trade out a guy... Going that I think well. he'll bounce back with 100 this week, even against Souths. Yeah, I, I'm with you, boys. I, I think Nico is a hold, just like you. I do understand why people are doing it, but not for me. Especially if you're sitting there with sub, like, three or trades or below. I think you're dreaming. We have touched on... I did have Toto on the plan here, boys. So I wasn't completely uh, disregarding him. Let's go down to front rowers. The 12th most traded in player of the week is Adam Fanul Blake at six, six, uh, 675k. <clears throat> Number 20 traded, most traded in, Payne Haas at 672k. Haas played 57 minutes on the weekend. They got a good lead in that game against the Roosters and he got an early shower. Came back on at the very end for a couple of minutes. AFB fresh off the bye. And the other one that I'm eyeing off for another 130, 125k is Tino Fasua Malawi back next week. will be fit and firing. Sorry, and ready to go. What are you thinking, Des? About Tino? <coughs> about all three. No, like, just... Let, let's put this in a situation of... Let's say you've got two front rows. If you've got three front rows at the moment, I don't think you need to get any of them in. Let's say you're sitting there with two front rows. I, for one, am. 
what what do you think out of them three? I think if you got the money, you probably go for Tino. I think he's got the highest upside, probably. Mm. I mean, not to say that. I mean, Fanua Blake's been he's been putting up numbers. He's been scoring tries, assisting tries. Um, but yeah, I think Tino. He's he's very dangerous, close to the line. Um, he's pretty much gone in untouched three or four times this year. So. Loves a bit of junk time as well. He does, he does. I think Tino's the man. He's he's looked good all year, to be honest. He's he's looked outstanding, actually. Um, his base is up. He's basing, you know, forty-five. I mean, fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. It's it's, it's bloody good. He's yeah, up he'll there. He'll be so fresh coming back from his suspension. Yeah. Not an easy draw though when he comes back. Have a look at that. Like, he's got Penrith. He's got New Zealand. He's got Melbourne. Mm. The draw doesn't concern me that much for forwards. Yeah. The, the one concern is an early shower if they're getting pumped. Yeah. But is he going to keep scoring try? Is he going to score a try against Penrith? Nobody scores against Penrith. He scored no. against Souths like, and, and the Raiders. So. Yeah. It, oh, don't get me wrong. He's, he's got to play. If I had him in my side, I'd be very happily mm. retaining him there. I just, so I'm, would you I'm lean saying, to Payne House or Adam Fanua Blake? I wouldn't be trading in any of them. I just don't think. Front row the is the front rowers? yeah. I just don't think front row is the position to Rural be and Payne Haas running a third bite. player. Oh, if you've got Haas and he's got the buy, have they got a buy on the way home? Yeah, uh, two or three weeks. Uh, they've got three weeks away. I think it is. Well, then if you need to trade him to one, then yeah, if you got the money, then I'd go to you know probably. But you're happy to run the two front rowers? Yeah, I mean I've got two and I, they're not they don't have any buys left, so um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm sweet. I, I'm the same, mate. I've got Tarpanay and Torhu Harris, so. <sighs> Torhu's line that just concerns me a bit. Yeah. I'm just like, I can see Tino coming back and averaging 70 to 80 and just seemingly has so many niggles, Torhu, and, and is in these soft games such an easy candidate for that early shower. You see that knee strapped and you start panicking yeah. after the first hit-up. And I feel, like, I feel like whenever I don't own him, yeah. no matter how bad and bruised he is, he just plays 80 minutes and they just leave me out. Then whenever I buy him... They give him early showers. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so but I'm, that's but I'm, my running with him. I'm still running with him rather than burning a trade to go to. Yeah. I just don't think the upside is there enough compared to some of the other positions we've been talking about. I have a similar decision to make next week. Get to trade shortly, but uh, I'm running the two and I might stick with them, but it'd be a big watch on what Torhu does this week and how he looks. But uh, Most traded out, Joey Manu. We've spoken about him. Dylan Edwards at 581k. John Bateman at 565k. Look, if you don't John Bateman to a gun, I don't mind that. And Dylan Edwards at 581k, 69 average. Would you go Dylan Edwards to Latrell? Probably. I think you have to, yeah, if you can afford <coughs> it. Guys, SC Playbook Podcast is part with Better this season, producing markets of our own. Last week, last week, this was a killer. Cody Walker, 60-plus official fantasy points into an Alex Johnston hat-trick at $10. AJ got the hat trick. Cody Walker didn't get his 60 plus fancy <laughs> points. That is stiff. I was so guarded for the SC playbook punters there. Ouch. I didn't think that would be possible. I know. I just assumed that everything that Johnson scored with Cody was going to put him over. Anyway, notch that one up as a loss. This week, Nico Hines and Latrell to combine for 130 plus fancy points into a Campbell Graham try. Waiting on the market. Link to that market when it does come up. Hopefully it'll be by the time this podcast goes live in the YouTube description or across our social channels tomorrow. Uh, if interested, please use those links as it lets better know that we sent you. What's gambling really costing you for free and confidential support? Call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Desi, round 23 trades and skippers. What are you looking at at the moment? I am going to go Will Kennedy, who... <laughs> Unfortunately, got zero last week and lost me a bunch of cash. I planned on him going straight to Latrell. Couldn't afford that due to the cash loss. Uh, so hurts. I'm going to have to do it in two trades. Luckily, well, if, if you want to call it lucky, I have Val Holmes who um, is going to net me enough money to make that trade. And I think I'll go Val to Chance. Yep. Or Dallin. Leaving, <laughs> leaving Turbo Ervo with one, one trade, trade for the run home. Lock and load. Uh, sorry, skippers. Uh, I'm going to vice captain Ponga into Luchel captain. Ponga will do it tough over in Perth, I reckon. Tough week, tough matchup for him. 
Dolphins might win that match after we've talked up the Newcastle backline so much. Jeez, today. I hope so. <laughs> uh, they'll win it, but they'll probably win it 50 to 48, probably at 400. <laughs> Add, what about for yourself, mate? Trades and skippers. Tossing up either holding trades, so I've got four left for the run home, or nuffing someone and, and upgrading Reed Marnie to Harry Grant. Just not having Harry as a killer at, killer at hooker, and I just haven't had the chance to bring him in and. Now I would need to free up cash, so I'm just just trying to work out whether I'm worse. Because if I don't bring in Harry this week, he's gone. No, he's Maybe not. I'll afford him. Hmm? I thought the same. Yeah. His break even is I think 36 or 38. Yeah. And he has Penrith in Penrith, so I think it can wait a week if you need break even to 38. Okay, that's yeah. So because he had that 36 against the Knights the week before, so, so it can wait. And I might. I just think I keep thinking to myself, whole trades because then you enjoy watching guys go down and. Yeah, not really, but yeah, from, from a, a super coach point of view. <laughs> Can I talk your trades? You tell me your trades and I want to ask him one. Okay. So I'm leaning towards nothing out Tyrone Peachy. I will work out who is the best option, whether I'm going a dual like 2RF front row forward or I've got Samuel Afainu there who's already serving that purpose. So potentially like a 2RF uh, CT dub. So... What's his face? That's the next superstar of the game. He's never played NRL from the Storm. Jack Howarth. Jack Howarth. Could be Jack Howarth. Every likelihood. Uh, and then pr- I could go Mully Taylor or Ramian, but each their own. I'll probably go Ramian just because he's worth an extra 70, 80 odd K. I'm a bit torn after our discussion, Dallin or Chance. I'm going to go one of the Warriors. The run's brilliant. I love watching them. They've both got a high ceiling, so I want to go with one of them. And then I'm potentially eyeing a move next week to get in Tino for Sua Malawi. But again, it'll be a bit of a watch on how Torhu goes because Torhu and Taps both play the rest of the season, barring rest – well, they won't be rested because they both need to win. Uh, but any injuries? So, yeah, what, what have you got for me, mate? Well, I mean, you're the super coach guru, so I don't want to – In theory. – question you, but what – So I, I was, suggest if I was on your side, I would nuff Peach because I think there's – Couple hundred, yep. three hundred grand. Why wouldn't you upgrade Teddy to Ponga and just take your medicine? Ponga has the Dolphins, Bulldogs. He's and, too deep into the death ride now. He can't do it. And Dragons in the last five games. He's a mill. Mate, he's too much. But the, the money doesn't matter. He's gonna. He's about to get three hundred thousand from Peachy. Mate, at some point you just have to <laughs> acknowledge to all the subscribers who want your wisdom and realise that you've got to own your mistakes and fix it. Ponga is going to kill you on the run home. Or he'll get knocked out as soon as Timmy buys him. He'll get that's my worry. He's <laughs> gonna get concussed. He burnt me last year and ruined my season. He'll do it again. He's on fire. Seven thirty K Tedesco to Ponga. What's that? One point. Mate, the the numbers work. I've I've done the numbers for you. Yeah, you fine. Got, <laughs> yeah. You got plenty you got plenty of cash. If you if so you enough Okay. Just nothing peachy alone will get you the money and you've already got hundred and ten K sitting there in the bank, so you, you can afford it, mate. I wonder if I... Think of the peace you will have watching Ponga play with him in your side as not only in your side, but captain or vice-captain. Anyway. Well, there goes my sleep for the well, next you can't vice You can't... Well, obviously, if you've got him at fullback, you've got him in Latrell, so you can't captain and vice-captain both of them. But, yeah. Anyway. No, yeah. I just think Teddy has been unreliable, and I, I would much rather have Ponga I would Teddy. too, but he's worth... A th- What's he, about 300k more? It's not mm. that much, is it? Well, I don't want to bore the viewers, but I just think it's one of those ones. Like, I know myself, I reckon one of the biggest mistakes I've made historically is not fixing my mistakes when I make them. I reckon when you make a mistake, yeah. you just got to fix it. Like, a few years ago, I remember I didn't do it with AJ. Yeah. And I sat there waiting for him to fail. And at some point, you got to say, hold on, he's not failing. Uh, and I reckon and that no, is longer for you. It's very valid. It's a, it's a, it's a fair argument. And I, I like what you're saying. And, and I'm deep down so scarred by that concussion last year when I brought him in, he lasted four minutes for me and missed Latrell in the process. That's why I haven't, but you're right. Like, last time I convinced you to do something, we were on the beers with Matty Ryan and yeah. I convinced you to trade out Joey Marnie when he came out and went ballistic. The other decision that cost me my season. It cost you a lot, so just ignore me anyway. Food for <laughs> thought. I can't even tell you my captains now because they're so... Uh, it's now all over shop if Ponga comes into our team. As it stands... Latrell Mitchell will be my captain. Uh, Nathan Cleary, probably my vice-captain there. If Ponga finds his way into my team. 
Or can I say one more thing? Even if you've got Dallin there, I don't. You're going to have to drop a decent centre. Like it's not obvious who you drop from those four centres. I know there'll be weeks where AJ has a buy, but it's, it's not Dallin's obvious who you drop. He's fullback jewel, isn't he? Yeah, but you can't. That doesn't help him with Teddy, and you can't possibly go Dallin over uh, Ponga. Yeah, I reckon you can. Do you? I think you can get away with something like that. Uh, Sounds like a side bet there, man. The, the, the <laughs> other, the other, yeah. The other option is though, if because I've got five trades left. If Ponga goes down, everyone gets screwed by because everyone's got him. I've got trades to get him out. Yeah. Stay tuned for beers and break even tomorrow morning <laughs> when I haven't slept again. Yeah, you definitely can go down over Ponga. The more I think about it, just imagine the swing if he gets another one seventy-five, say. And Ponga gets HIA or something in the first 10 minutes. 170 point swing. Oh, it, yeah, it but we can, start, we can start dreaming these scenarios, but I could go the other way. Imagine when Ponga racks up 150 in a few weeks' time. And okay. You've rattled me. <laughs> Doesn't happen often, but I've been rattled. Yeah. Boys, let's wrap it up with a few questions for the week. Now, the first one from the... No, it was from the spy. We've already talked about Joey Manu. The second one from Gurinder Sandu. Celebrity question asker. Sydney Thunder, New South Wales Blues cricketing star. Hopefully getting around the SC play with BBL coverage next season. We'll get the big fella on him and Ollie Davies. Uh, Gurinder asks, Cody Walker to reach Walsh via Kalen Ponga. What do you reckon, Desi? Sell I'm, I'm going to put Gurinder Sandu on the blast here. There's no way I would be trading out Cody Walker. It's... Insane to do that. I I just think he's going to go absolutely massive in one of these games over the next month. Why would you trade out Cody? He's he's scoring well. Like he's scoring okay. It doesn't make sense to me. Sorry, Gurinder. Gurinder, it's very rare that I agree with Des Creek, but <laughs> I'm uh you've been, been put on blast. All right, Jesus. Uh, Broncos have their bye to come as well in in a few weeks' time. Tough draw for them. I'm with it. Lots of people are selling. Selling Cody Walker this week to get to whoever their target is, not a chance. He's got some big scores to come. Adzi, if Owen Williams is trading out Manu or Garrick for CNK or Toto, now I think we've also been pretty keen on CNK. Let's say you are trading out one of Manu or Garrick, who would it be? Oh, I haven't looked in enough detail to answer that one, but I, to be honest, I just wouldn't trade out either of them. It's an easier answer. Let's not, let's not get into fantasy scenarios. <laughs> Poor old Owen like, just sitting there going, thanks for that inside ad. <laughs> well, it's inside. Owen will save him from, save him from making the mistake. I'll, I'll help you out, Owen. <laughs> I would trade Joey Marnie before Ruben Garrick at fullback. Similar runs. There's some soft enough games there that Garrick could go quite big in. Uh, so I think Garrick is – I'd be holding Garrick of those two. Question from Tally D. Now, this is a good one because I think there'd be a lot of people in this position. Says, doesn't have Luttrell or Cleary. Can only get one for the run home. Would be trading Teddy, Hines, or Cody. Des, if you could only have one of Latrell or Cody. There's a lot of people out there with like one or two trades, so they'd be in this position. So I, don't I bought up. Cody before Latrell last week, so that, that shows you where my thinking's at. I think Cody's got a huge mm. score coming. Um, Latrell, not so certain about. So you would go Cleary before Latrell? Oh, uh, yeah. I think you go Cleary as well. Ads? Oh, with that. Funny little combo that uh, we've got there. I would go Teddy to Latrell because if you're bringing in Cleary in that scenario, you've got to get yep. rid of Hines. So yep. I, I just think the Teddy to Latrell upgrade is the best of those and run, presented. And run, you'd assume, probably an SJ and Hines combo. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, question from a couple of sit V starts. One from Unknown. Uh, when I say unknown, I forgot to write his name down. Would you play Munster versus the Panthers or Metcalf versus the Titans, Des? That's a bloody tough one. I'd probably go, I think still Munster. I think he's going to get an off ball against Penrith. He'll be busting tackles. He'll be trying to offload start stuff. Even if he doesn't get any tries or try assists, Munster can still get 50, 60 points in just base and base attack alone. So I'm, I'm going money. Provided it's dry for that game, I can't go the... I don't go Metcalf. I don't feel comfortable saying it, but I just like the matchup. Warriors in form. We've spoken about what Penrith do to teams. Munster's probably the exception. What did tiebreaker ads? What do you got? I was, shout out to unknown. I reckon that's one of the more interesting questions in a while. I got to think, geez, Munster or Metcalf? Yeah. You just think, surely it's Munster. 
But then Munster versus the Panthers and Metcalf as Titans, that's a really interesting one. Mm. I mean, I, I would probably go Munster just because of the pedigree, but Metcalf could easily outscore him. He's also going at the really the, poor defensive edge of the Titans on the like right. It's a, that's a really good question. Are you going to sit smart, the fence again like you did with Owen? Well, well, you didn't even tell us the name of the guy asking the question, but uh, I'd still go Munster, but I'm going to keep an eye on that one now. I'm going to go Metcalf. Yeah, okay. We'll uh, revisit that next week. Another sit-v start from Harry Watts. His final two reserve spots, and we'll round it out with this one this week. Torhu, Hudson Young, Cody Nikarima, and Alex Johnston. Desi, who would you pick those two? Alex Johnston and... Uh, I think Nicarima. I'd go Nicarima probably. Right. I'm Alex Johnston and Hudson Young against the Tigers. I like oh, that yeah, matchup. Nicarima's at centre. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go Hudson Young as well. I reckon Nicarima will play fullback. Yeah. Does that change anything? Probably not. I think Hudson Young's probably safe about, yeah. Right, guys. Let's wrap that up for the SC Playbook Round 23 podcast. Ads, thank you, mate. Thank you, Timmy. Enjoy the bye. We'll do two two points. Yeah, you beauty. Four point fortnight. Doggy's on a roll. <laughs> they are on fire. Desi, mate, we're losing you. You're, you're heading back up north and uh, bailing on us at the business end of the season. So, cheers, boys. Good luck. I'll be uh, enjoying Byron Bay. Hopefully, it uh, brings me some some luck and I push into the top thousand. Des out, Clem in. Strong end of the season. Right, guys. Thanks for tuning in and good luck this week. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.